0: It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now.
1: Hello, hello and welcome back to Badass Fest 5, week 2. We're 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 rolling on with Demolition Man, 1993. Is this the highest grossing film of the year or is it just one of the top grossing films?
0: Ooh, I know it debuted at number 1, but I couldn't tell you over. The it whole it year. made a lot of money. Is directed by Marco
1: Brambilla, Brambilla, uh, who is, as far as I can tell, does a lot of highly technical art installations for galleries, and he does a lot of tech-heavy short films and featurettes. And he also did one of the highest-grossing fil- uh, films in 1993. He doesn't have a lot of of credits you'd recognize. Screenplay is written by three men: Daniel Walters, I'm sorry, Waters, who wrote Heather's, Hudson Hawk, Batman Returns. Robert Renault and Peter M. Lincov, who uh, is primarily known as being the showrunner for CBS's reboot series, Hawaii Five-0, MacGyver, Magnum P.I. It stars Sylvester Stallone. He standing atop the Mount Rushmore of badasses. Wesley Snipes, you've seen him in Major League, New Jack City. White men can't jump. He was Blade until Mahershala is going to take over. Sandra Bullock uh, got started in Speed, The Net, While You Were Sleeping, Miss Congeniality. She's lately in Bird Box, the uh, Netflix sci-fi thriller. Nigel Hawthorne, who this was his, this, this is his essentially an audition role for The Madness of King George. Uh, that's an interesting story. Benjamin Bratt, who also comes back uh, with Sandra Bullock and Miss Congeniality. Uh, he was just in Poker Face. Uh, which was the the well-regarded Peacock uh, crime crime drama. And I saw that he's cast in Andor Season 2. That's pretty exciting. Oh, okay. Dennis Leary, uh, who essentially cribs a bunch of material from his No Cure for Cancer comedy special. He was also in Wag the Dog. He was on Rescue Me on FX for a long time. Bob Gunton, you'll recognize him as the Shady Warden from Shawshank Redemption jesse the body ventura you know him you love him in predator he's in running man he's always in these muscled up uh, he'll go on to be the governor of minnesota uh rob schneider appears uncredited what fucking deal with the devil did he make to be in all Ah, these sylvester
0: stallone badass 90s roles (laughs) it's hilarious because i always confuse this movie with judge Dredd, and When we were talking, I was like, oh, I hate this movie because of Rob Schneider. He really makes this terrible. And you were Uh, like, Rob Schneider is not in this movie. And I saw him and I lost it. You were like, fucking (laughs) Aaron. He's in both of these. How?
1: Never, never would have approved the Rob Schneider podcast. Nope. Uh, Did you recognize Jack Black as one of the background scraps, scrappers? wasteland I n- scrappers i never
0: picked him out i i saw his name in the credits on imdb and i was looking for him kinda but i didn't see him i think next year he will go on to form
1: tenacious d uh um, right. but he had water he, he he played he got his career started playing a bunch of wasteland scrappers and water world and now this oh yeah um demolition man 1993 it's, uh, this is, this is where the, uh, the reign of the badass has started to falter a little bit, you know, uh, and by the, by the late 90s, they'd be all but extinct. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you still have these extant copies running around. What do we think of this, uh, kind of late stage action, action film?
0: Uh, I don't hate this movie. I think this movie is let down by mostly its, uh, the world that it creates and the dialogue that it chooses. I don't like any of that stuff. I think it's all a child's idea of a future, uh, literally in some cases. Um, But there's something that's going on here that I really do like. And I think it's mostly down to Stallone and Snipes and Bullock. I think that trio kind of makes this movie enjoyable S- saves this movie keeps it from being just a very schlocky really shitty sci-fi future like dystopia it's almost like a utopia um... yeah but in my mind it's a dystopia because fuck this place like, I'm not literally I would have just gotten five tickets there
1: all my yeah. credits be
0: gone I wouldn't afford, be able to afford to go to Taco Bell this week yeah
1: bald move and our fan group would be hunted in the wastelands for our filthy, filthy mouths. Yeah. Um, We'd
0: be scrapping with Jack black, which would be cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got to hang out. With Dennis O'Leary though. Oh, um, <laughs> the, I, I, I think that, um, it's interesting what a snapshot this was of people's like societal fears. You know, we yeah. are going, we're, we, we talked about this with, um, uh, Cobra how like then the the 90s um for various reasons America was riding this crime wave that people feared would never end that it was just going to intensify mm-hmm. into drug-fueled super predators just roaming around destroying America's cities and this is like still in, in the grips of that hysteria but you can see that the real fear is that people were going to give in to the nanny state right Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to take away our cigars. They're not going to let us eat red meats, They're not going to let us fuck and swear and and uh, do all the 80s and 90s badass stuff anymore, right? <laughs> no um, and there's a little bit of this, like, kind of post-history, too. Like, things would get so bad that you'd have this, this spasm go through society and some well-meaning do-gooder would take over and just Aldous Huxley brave new world at all i mean you can see like that the uh, um Sandra bullock's character is uh linina huxley which is an amalgamation of the heroine from brave new world and huxley's last name mm-hmm. that's like you know that you're going to have this um you know completely pacified defang society and when i'm watching it's like i and i felt like that that social commentary was always kind of lame But it's wrapped around to where it's just hysterical and brilliant because I think if you show a lot of zoomers you know, this world where Sandra Bullock's like, gee whiz, I don't get to do anything but investigate graffiti anymore. I just wish something interesting would happen in my lifetime. You'd be like, shut the fuck up, Sandra. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. We live in a time zone where everything's fucking happening all the time and it's scary and we just want, yeah, I would love to I would love to pine for the, the late 90s where the last time someone was killed was back in August of 2006 or some shit. It's like, Hysterical the gap between where the 1990s thought we would be and where we are in 2023 because we're just oh, we're just not, we're like, we're like what nine, ten years away from catching Uh up
0: to the future of Demolition Man, and it's yeah, nothing. I don't, I don't see it changing that significantly. Uh, Where are my seashells? I, you know, know. Uh, I'm I'm still wadding up paper. we
1: might we might have gotten the the better bidet timeline that might be the yeah um but it's um it's funny because um i had this theory that like maybe there's something in these types of films that really spoke the sly like you know because he's in cobra which you know we talked about that mm-hmm. last year what an insane fucking vision of society that was and it's like man there's something like really uh a little authoritarian and jackboot about some of the stuff the slide does but it turns out that this was supposed to be a vehicle for uh steven seagal in the demolition man role and uh uh jean-claude van damme in the simon uh wesley snipes role and because these two could not get it together enough to decide who's going to be the villain and who's going to be the hero. They scrapped the project and then reconstituted it with Sly and and Wesley in the, uh... so I guess it's like, yeah, this was just a a target of opportunity more than like
0: a passion project for Sly. Um... Yeah. They both kind of had to be convinced to do this. It wasn't a thing Mm. where they both saw the script and were like, we're in, Uh, (laughs) they went, they went to one of, the sets where Wesley Snipes was filming one of his movies and had to sit him down and explain why they thought this movie could be cool and sort of convince him to be in it. And Sylvester Stallone for his part was like, eh, I don't want to do that movie. And then he thought about it for a long time and came back to it. So yeah, nobody was really like itching to make this movie. And I wonder if that's due partly to like the script and it's kind of ridiculous future that it portrays yeah because the thing that sly ultimately liked about this is the the duo of him and the bad guy being kind of equals Mm. um going toe-to-toe with somebody like that so and both maybe like preferring the time they came from you know yeah that's Um... the thing about this movie like um the the main thesis here i guess is like you need a little bit of bad with your good yeah, like, centrist. Centrist eating good in this movie. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and that could be it, you know. Uh, Stallone could be like yeah, it'd be great and nice to have a society where nobody does anything bad, but look what, it, look what that turns into here. Um, but, but also, you need guys like me. Guys who are willing to pick up a gun, uh, destroy a few buildings, kill a few innocents in the process. You need that.
1: I think the movie would be more effective if they showed the guy who's engineering the utopia, if he like had something more like, OK, I think this movie coasts a lot on just knowing that this guy's program of like genetic manipulation and drug therapy and societal control is just inherently bad because you look at his results and it's just like, damn, you know, uh, this 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 is, uh you know, brightly lit happy people and walkable cities. Uh, it, 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 I don't think they did enough, um, of just showing like, it's like the things that are bad in this society are things that like mid nineties people would think are bad. Just to like extreme political correct speech, almost to the, to the extent that's like, you've got the uh, 1984 newspeak. you know, people are like unironically saying stuff like double plus ungood or double joy mm-hmm. or enhance your calm. Uh, it's it's, it's it's like the it's like that annoying. Are bad are just
0: cringe. I uh, like it's I, cring- That's right. Yeah.
1: It's it, this guy's not like. And then once I have everyone cowed, I'm going to da 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 da.
0: It's yeah, like and for um, all you people listening in 2032 to this podcast and yeah. just cringed at hearing me use the word cringe in that in that way. That's right. exactly how I felt watching this movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. Like the things that were bad in this world were like the thing. Just yeah, like cringe. You know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, it's like 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 TikTok cringe is what is the worst things <sighs> about this society. But uh, and and the other thing is like it's like I thought also when we meet the wasteland scrappers that these were going to be, you know, uh, they're, they're going to be some kind of persecuted minority. But no, these are just people who want to smoke cigars in smoking sections and die of high mm-hmm. cholesterol. They're just the people who refuse. Uh, this is the 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 call to better society, and they just kind of live in the sewers because that's better than getting tickets for saying the word fuck. And I'm like, okay. And then like they have Dennis yeah. Leary give this big speech, and mm-hmm. I'm like, the first half of it when he uncorks, I'm like, okay, yeah, let let him cook, stand back. But he gets to like, and I want to smoke cigars the size of Cincinnati in a non-smoking <laughs> section. I'm like, look, okay, looks Dennis, uh uh yeah as a non-smoker i want to stop you right there and say get that fucking cincy stogie out of my face um mm-hmm. but yeah i guess salai lie at the end it's like you guys got to find some kind of happy medium between what is the happy medium between dennis leary getting to smoke his giant cigar in people's faces and enhancing your calm like somebody gets their way and some other person doesn't i, I don't know
0: yeah i mean the ultimately the thing about this movie's worldview is there there needs to be a happy medium and i look at both of the worlds they portray the one of los angeles 1996 which was Mm -hmm. three years after this movie was made they said it was just going to turn into a hellscape where you know evil people are just murdering and and having wars like in the streets sure Not just people <laughs> rest, uh the fast food joint sure will, sure
1: we'll have unsanctioned battles in the wastelands yeah
0: yeah and th- they portray that as being just like hellscape in LA uh, and then they portray a different kind of hellscape in my mind which is 2032's mm-hmm. san La- san angeles uh which mm-hmm. i think is is okay maybe not equally as bad but it's damn near it uh, i would not want to live in that society for sure, I'd be one of the wasteland scrappers. Would you really? Because I was yeah. thinking,
1: like between the nineteen ninety six and the two thousand thirty two, I would, I would probably just collect nineties memorabilia in the two thousand thirty two level or uh, world. Um I couldn't but, do that. Uh, but you're right. I couldn't live like,
0: in that. It's it's the exact. It's crazy in the exact opposite way.
1: Yeah, and it's like one of those things where it's like it's something. It's a dichotomy that I think America truly believes in that you can't do. You can't have. Well-funded social programs where you have nice cities and nice services and social service without like severe restrictions on your freedom of expression. Yeah, you know, Um, which
0: I think is foolish. But and it's so weird that it's always it's
1: always it it, was not always, but I guess in dumb action movies it's, it's always reduced to like oh you can't swear. Oh uh, they don't want you eating red meat and smoking cigars and it it's never like I yeah. want to be able to advocate for my political points in the public square and you know it's always just the stupidest shit you know It's, I it's want a childhood
0: they they reduce yes, everyone to children that's what and that's it the is. thing I hate about it
1: That's what it is because like and and you see that a lot of today and the people like you can't stop tell me what to do like I just saw on the front page of Reddit some dude that had this like monster truck all you know dual v8 b- b- turbo charge this and that and on the in and, and on uh, so he's got his hood popped up and on the inside of the hood he's airbrushed his painting of greta thumberg whoever the little child uh, the climate activist she's crying mm. and i'm just like god this is so fucking stupid you know, mm-hmm. like like this this is like what you need is a kindergarten teacher at the end of the, uh and this to grab Dennis by his ear and be like, You can't blow smoke into people's faces, Dennis. Like mm-hmm. it, it is. It's just like this it's the stupidest fucking conception of of, 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 of personal freedom, you know?
0: Well, and it's also but, equally in the opposite direction, the stupidest possible conception of lack of personal freedom. It's right. Like that that somehow if you take away any amount of freedom, you're reducing people to mindless zombie children. It's, it's not true. It's not,
1: they're all third graders. Yeah. And, and it'll happen in a generation. Yeah. If I
0: can't blow smoke in your face, suddenly I'm acting like a five-year-old. No.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I think the older the movie gets, the funnier this stuff is because, you know, they take this thing where they try to establish a new way of talking. And obviously that's not happening. Um, but like, yeah, like this. This society. That this movie's thesis is the Rodney King riots would just never stop and intensify mm-hmm. until all of America's cities burned, and then as an extreme reaction to that, you you would uh, uh, encase society in foam so that nothing bad could ever happen. Um, mm-hmm. But I, like I said, I think some of that stuff is extremely funny and <laughs> sure. uh, Sly for his part does a really good job of like literal frozen caveman lawyer you know for frozen cave they, they call him that frozen caveman cop essentially mm-hmm. uh and his reaction to and, and the way he games the system like one of my favorite parts is him <laughs> n- people making fun of him not knowing how to wipe his ass with the seashells and then him realizing this little dro- drone is going to give him these tickets every time he says swears hmm so to to round that corner, he goes up and says, listen, you fucking dumbass duck fucking. he, he This the stream of it obscen- is obscenity. He ends with duck fucking pain in the ass, <laughs> gets him enough paper to go to the bathroom and wipe his ass with. And that, yeah. <laughs> I just think that's 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 really funny. He's probably going to ruin funny.
0: the plumbing right well i mean that, know, the plumbing in the pd there is shot he's going to commit a that. class
1: 3 felony against the uh, uh the toilet in the the police bathroom
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh but you know he obviously doesn't care he's going to break the law um and there's a lot of other like really funny uh technical things like the idea that we're going to have fully working cryo freezers by 1996 i thought that was hilarious the fact mm-hmm. that this future world has voice-enabled handcuffs, so you can just be like, unlock, and they do. <laughs> <You know>? It's <laughs> like there's just so many really funny um, conceptions they have of future society uh, that I, I just think is really funny in the year 2023. It's probably going to get funnier and funnier uh,
0: as we go on. Yeah, we should probably talk about the actual, like, what this movie is about and then maybe come back to that because I want to talk a little bit more yeah. about their conception of it. Yeah, let's do that. We'll be right back with more Bald Move after this brief pause.
1: Commission podcasts are an awesome feature here at Bald Move that allows you, the individual listener, to decide
0: what we talk about for a single podcast. The community loves it because it often leads to fun, fan-favorite films and TV shows that we've overlooked getting the coverage they deserve.
1: And we love it because we're constantly exposed to great stuff that's not even on our radar.
0: The way it works is simple. You go to support.baldmove.com and you click on commissions. Then you pay the flat rate for the commission and tell us what two-ish hours of content you'd like us to make podcast on. Then we'll contact you for details, advanced feedback, and any dedications you'd like to make.
1: Then we watch the thing, discuss the thing, turn it into a podcast, and pump it right into your ears. We get consistently great feedback on how much our commissioners love their podcast, and they
0: make great gifts for the dedicated bald move fan in your life. And who knows that dedicated fan could even be you treat yourself. Check out support.baldmove.com for more info.
1: Bottom line, you're helping two regular type guys in the Midwest make the content you like to listen to, which some would say is reward to itself. Help keep the lights on and the bits flowing at Bald Move, and get some awesome content for yourself. Head to support.baldmove.com to join the club today.
0: And now, back with more Bald Move.
1: This movie is about Sylvester Stallone, who his name's John Spartan, Uh, and uh, he is one of L.A.'s last, I mean, his top cop, I don't know. He's called the Demolition Man because he does severe property damage uh, Uh every time he goes and apprehends a, a criminal. Uh, his arch nemesis is a man named Simon Phoenix, played by Wesley Snipes, who is, you know, um, the super predator that you're here. He's just completely amoral. He's physically strong. He doesn't have any ambitions or goals other than sowing chaos and disorder. He's essentially a, a joker character. Yeah, He kidnaps a bus full of people and lures John Spartan into a climactic showdown where he blows up the building they're in. Uh they find 30 corpses in the building. John Spartan is uh sentenced to 30 plus years in cryo prison for Mm -hmm. the loss of innocent life and the disregarding of police orders. Uh and he is frozen. We are now in the year thirty no twenty thirty two, and somehow through an incredible series of events, Simon Phoenix escapes the cryo prison and Society is so defanged that they have no idea how to apprehend a person like Simon Phoenix. Uh, They don't have guns. They just have shock rods. In desperation, they thaw out John Spartan so they can get the two unfrozen cavemen to fight each other for who is going to rule over the the very peaceful, very nanny state uh, San Angeles of 2032. Uh, You'll never guess... You'll never guess <laughs> that the end of this movie is going to come down to a final confrontation—mono mano, Snipes, and and S- Stallone. Uh, all mm-hmm. right. So if you haven't seen the movie, there's your primer. Go watch it. By the way, it's a free stream on uh, Max right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Assuming you've paid for Max, yeah. True, true. Assuming you free. paid for Max, you can you can watch you can stream it for free. Uh, it's part of your 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 services. Um, all right. We have now talked about the movie. Let's get into
0: it. Jordan yeah, the Fox- thing that I don't that I don't get about their worldview uh, a I don't know how far it extends. It seems like it's just a San Angeles thing, and they never show you the state of the rest of the world. So, uh, yeah, I guess their idea is that it's spread everywhere. The violence and like all all cities are either hellscapes. Uh, festering you know shitholes or they're this i read a is compelling, this just san angeles i read a compelling
1: uh fan theory that ties this to the world of judge dread because judge dread in the early 21st century the world collapses into violence and just a few mega cities remain like uh the remains of new york philadelphia boston become mega city one on the east coast um and mm-hmm. then this is like the proto mega city on the west coast because they they mention at some point that the san angeles is a uh, mashup of the remains of los angeles san diego and mm-hmm. one other community oh, um I
0: mean. that's that's one of the things they get right i believe that san diego and los angeles could grow to the point where they just will eventually merge yeah. yeah they're pretty yeah. far
1: away but also they're pretty big Yeah, Mega City Two West Coast Edition, and that like yeah, yeah, like the middle parts of the city are essentially an irradiated wasteland, but there are attempts to like build something different, um, either utopian or dystopian on the coasts. But but my understanding is yeah, that that much of the world is devastated, destroyed. I don't Mm -hmm. like. Is there a a federal government that's like saying, hey, you can't fucking genetically, socially engineer our
0: cities? What the fuck? Apparently not um cuz this guy's able to do it the thing i don't understand about this world they've created is why everyone has forgotten what shit was like the, literally the yeah. only person who remembers anything prior to like 20 what 2020 is yeah. this old black dude working at the police department he's yeah, the only guy off. who remembers anything even though everybody else in this is aged to the point where they probably should remember something I think that, like, you Brad, don't remember the conclusion of the wars.
1: You don't remember be young enough and their 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 drug, at, you know, enhanced yeah. enough that they might not. But yeah, yeah. What's Shawshank's? Not, but, what's Shawshank's deal? He's like 60
0: years yeah. old and he doesn't remember a goddamn thing about the old world, like not how to police, not what it was like, not any of it. And I, I and, really don't understand where they get off with the the memory black hole here well there's
1: there's a lot of like uh side dialogue implying that this is uh, aldous huxley brave new world um people are drugged and their their bodies and their minds are manipulated conditioned you know they talk about the mental conditioning that goes on in the uh, well they
0: talk about that with prisoners like they're given knitting programs and shit that are uploaded into them and i okay that's one thing but what about the people who never went to prison
1: I think you're supposed to understand that day two have been, like, there's something in the water, there's something that's forcing society to be gentle. It's not something that everyone has just, like, uh, decided
0: because of their, you know, oh, we gotta do better. Um, Maybe I missed it, but I don't recall them ever saying anything you know I mean there, like I that.
1: said there 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 were a couple of things where they kind of implied and also this movie got edited all the hell and back mm-hmm. like by yeah. three separate editors so there are some content, con- continuity errors and there's like lots of things have been cut out of this movie so but I think that's mm-hmm. what you're supposed to understand but the thing is that it's okay so if everybody's been engineered to where they don't remember the four times how do you explain
0: the old black guy sure is he just like I ain't gonna take the pills you know you ain't gonna live in our society it was what I would expect but like he's there yeah it it was really weird seeing that he was like standing in contrast to everybody else there yeah
1: Um, I thought that like I said I don't know if it 100% makes sense Um, I gotta say that like one thing about a lot of Stallone's movies um, is when he's getting chewed out by a police captain for doing something I tend to kind of agree <laughs> like, I remember this with Cobra last year and this movie too where you know, uh, the captain shows up and is like, "Jesus Christ, John, why did you have to go in alone? Why didn't you wait for backup? Why didn't Sloane's like, oh, just got to'?" Uh, and he doesn't. He's like, because uh, the whole time I'm thinking, you know, when they're going over, they they got the Chinook scene and he's delivered through this goofy ass bungee delivery system. The whole time I'm like, why are you the only one going into this hostage situation? Yeah. Like, what the fuck,
0: dude? He's but uh, capable of catching the guy. Uh, I guess and, uh, hilariously, that's also true. And stop, or my mom will shoot. He does so many things, right? <laughs> like agreeing, he should get chewed out for that. Yeah, like dude, like the, maybe,
1: maybe there is, there is a, a point to all these police procedures, especially since he doesn't seem to be the brightest bulb. Um, sure. in particular, he walks into a trap that Wesley Snipes is set by knifing open a bunch of uh, drums of gasoline, and he gets okay. The entire Dude. room is flooded a half inch deep with gasoline and John Spartan, Spartan. walks right
0: into the middle of <laughs> it. I'm just thinking like, what must it smell like in that room? That's what I'm surprised I... he's still standing from the fumes. Yes, they
1: should have three brain cells between the two of them. None of them should be able to do anything as complex as light a torch <laughs> or do. But like, I don't know. It's oh, just oh my just, God. It just, it's just scene. like, how do you
0: not, how do you not notice the gasoline? And then when he does light the gasoline on fire in most movies, like the, they do that with the bad guy and he'd go up in flames instantly right. and he'd fall over and die in this John Spartan is not burned, but the gun is burned out of his hand. Yeah. I've never seen, so I've seen people shoot guns out of others' hands and that's always iffy. This the flames burn it like specifically burn the gun out of his hand. The gun gets blown to safety. It could have been (laughs) in real danger here,
1: but no, it's going to make it. I mean, yeah, like this, this room is so full of gas vapor and they Mm -hmm. make it seem like it's just like, oh, just a little bit of fire. And if you run fast enough, you can get out of
0: it. Um, (laughs) It's also, yeah, no one is living through that explosion that happens at the end. Like they do this twice in the movie where. They show an explosion that would kill for miles around. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so they show Sylvester Stallone running from the room where it's happening. And then the next cut is they cut to him just kind of walking off near the grounds of the explosion. Right. Right. I think there was a smudge on him, maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they do that twice.
1: Yeah, he and this is not just like you when know, it like a Hollywood explosion. They found the building that was scheduled to be <gasps> demolished, and they went to this place, bumfuck place in Kentucky, set the whole thing on fire before they blew the charges and imploded a building that presumably John Spartan was in the middle of this giant yeah. industrial complex being
0: dropped on them, and he's just gonna <laughs> he's and he's got gonna a room out. stacked with barrels of C four. I, I didn't mm. know C four came in barrels, a but b he's very close to ground zero of this explosion true Uh, multiple kicks to the nuts in this movie Um, took the cake from total recall I thought there were a lot in total recall but I'm counting them I'm as could do you remember
1: in in Armageddon is there a a, a, a racking because if we get there's there's probably one in enter the dragon we might go four for four for ball destruction in this uh does this Liv badass. Tyler
0: ever kick Ben Affleck in the balls? I don't think so. Someone might get kneed in the groin,
1: though. You know, like Steve Buscemi probably deserves it at a couple
0: points in the movie. Yeah, maybe he sits down too hard on the bomb at some point. Does that count? <laughs> I don't so, know. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, groin trauma. <laughs> I'm looking for groin trauma. We're trying yeah. to go four for four this year. Uh, but but yeah, we got we got a, we got a we got a trauma to the balls uh, uh, combo. We'll see if. uh, Maybe we need to
0: change it up and do a instead.
1: Mmm. That would definitely. We definitely get, uh, you know, ow, my balls. Mm hmm. Um, So, yeah, we talked about that there was. uh, They found 30 bodies in the wreckage. And when. uh, I remember the first time I saw this movie, and I'm like, oh, well, fucking Wesley Snipes, where I killed them all because. Uh, Sly did a full body scan. There was no heat signatures. How how to and mm-hmm. and what's funny is like, I guess medical technology in 1996 couldn't tell the difference between people who died in an explosion and resulting fire and people who were killed hours before to the point where their bodies were cool mm-hmm. and then got blown up post death. Like that, that feels like that's something 1990s technology had pretty much handled. I, th- I think a coroner could could suss that out, but no, no.
0: He gets, yeah, I guess how uh, much damage is done to the body, right? Like in that explosion. Maybe they were so burnt up and so mangled that you couldn't tell that they were already dead. I guess that's true. Um Yeah, I guess if they're burnt to skeletons. Maybe they were <laughs> Yeah. Maybe they were just bones. Just bones. Um I was surprised so get- that the word of a coked up criminal could get you sent away. Uh That's the thing that really bothers me about the setup of this movie is to send John Spartan to the freezers to cryo prison for what is clearly the bad guy killing a bunch of people. Yeah, I think is a huge miscarriage of justice. Yeah, Even they don't. He never heard a history, of qualified
1: immunity in this. In this, in apparently this Universe.
0: Not, yeah. Even though this is the universe where you might actually make a good argument for it, right. where you have you know gang wars spreading to the entirety right. of the country and Wesley Snipes out there. Yeah.
1: Um. I don't see. Uh, I want to talk about this this goofy ass bungee delivery system because I thought. I don't know if anyone's ever done this before. I guess Goldeneye comes close. But the idea of someone bungee jumping and then, like, having precise enough timing and, uh, like, uh, altitude of the helicopter where they essentially get to zero momentum as their feet touch the ground and then they just, like, cut the cord or put a thing Mm -hmm. and the cord ejects or something... This, it doesn't, it feels like they wanted to go with this, but this feels like he just jumped out of a hundred foot out of an air, uh, out of a helicopter and just fully snapped at the end of that. Just, just got, yeah, uh, sure. I'm like, yeah, how, how does this actually, cause, cause the way they envision it is he's still like 10 foot above the ground, spinning freely, trying to shoot these guys while, like, just many, many guys, <laughs> eight guys shooting at him. It's was like, this is not the best combat delivery system I've ever seen, I don't think.
0: No, and the the sudden stop at the bottom is not helping
1: anything. It would really jerk your back, I would think. It, it would hurt. It would hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they, they have this cryo prison deal where he's going to be sentenced to third seven years cryo prison for this involuntary manslaughter, or whatever. It seems like a steep pr- uh, prison sentence. But they talk about how, like, why you're going through? Because I'm like, okay, well, you free somebody and let him out seven years later. What the fuck is that going to do? But they mention that they're. They're somehow using a conditioning program to gentle them while they're in that mm-hmm. seventy-year thing. And I'm like, okay, well, it's not a bad deal. But then they make it the 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 downside is everyone you know and care about is going to be dead at the end of that seventy-year term.
0: And um, you're oh, you're conscious, you're aware during that. It's not, yeah, it's not like you don't experience time during that. Your body. That's just
1: doesn't. the wild thing is, I thought. They could have really done a lot with the horror and given, like, um, Sly a haunted quality. Because he talks about, it's like, you don't know, you didn't see your wife banging against your ice cube and crying her eyeballs out and doing all that. And I'm like, he he has that speech, but, like, the rest of the movie Mm -hmm. does not, like, five minutes later, he's like, oh, yeah, fuck up, when Sandra Bullock (laughs) uh, offers. And he seems like he's not touched by any of that.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, yeah. It doesn't leave any I, lasting mark.
1: I think a better movie would have delved into that, but then like we the, the movie would be fundamentally different because there's 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 not much about this that's from a better movie. This is just a a silly
0: slapstick kind of thing. Um, it does give us what I'll say is both a better and somehow worse credit sequence than our first badass movie total recall. Oh uh, yeah. Credit sequence here is so Sly is frozen in this cryo prison into this block of ice. Mm-hmm. He's frozen in like the craziest position. He's got Dude. one hand like wrapped underneath his, his taint. I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah. But, but I mentioned it, taint. The taint is a warm up here. Like you probably <laughs> were like, Oh, why did he have to bring taints into this? I didn't bring him in. Sly brought him in. Uh, th- this ice cube that he's in, they pan around it for about four and a half minutes during uh-huh. this credit sequence. And they show every inch of the man. I'm pretty sure you get to taint the grundle
1: and the fleshy fun bridge. There is, there's, there's <laughs> I, 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 I saw like, especially when he's, when, when, before you get to the prosthetic slide that is frozen. And like you said, the funniest and his face too right down to his face. Cause he's in full kind of mm-hmm. like, <laughs> when, right. when he's frozen, but when he's, when he's slipping and sliding in that thing in the goo and it's real sly, I'm pretty sure at one point, his full ass scrotum gets pushed up against the glass. And no, it's it does, like, yeah. Yeah, there. I don't I don't I don't know because Sly talked about how like what a terrifying like how exposed he felt on the set and filming but it's like you had full con- why didn't you just wear some nude underwear man
0: that's the like, thing it, it, why do they have to freeze them entirely nude
1: like like I, I see in the cast it's like he's like okay I came here and I'm fucking butt ass naked and the director's like uh, no one asked
0: you can <laughs> there's there's a su- <laughs> hey, you know I just want uh. to like, six thong options dude yeah <laughs> Like but, somebody, but he was like Arnold was. did this in Terminator. I'm doing it, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm going to be completely uh, nude. And Arnold's like, yeah, I wore the sock. You know, it's like,
1: <laughs> yeah. He's just. It's uh. just. It's 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 really. I don't know because it seems he it, there's there's like a lot of interviews where he seemed like he was afraid to do this. But I don't know, man. There's a little bit of like I don't want to be thrown in that briar patch, brer fox.
0: Like I think he kind of. did. I think it's, it's amount- one upsmanship with Arnold. I really do. I I think it's look arnold did this terminator thing like this mm-hmm. super memorable shot where he comes into right. the past completely naked mm-hmm. and everybody's like oh wow and then Sly's like oh yeah watch me i can top that <laughs> i'll squeeze my balls up against this plague glass window i gotta say this is one of
1: his better body films uh um- oh he's
0: ripped in this yeah
1: there, there's like i i this is controversial but i i do want to discuss um if if sly really earns his full three c's um because his early career he's not he's not the biggest most imposing guy but he was really putting in the work in this era he's fucking huge mm-hmm. and ripped in this film and yeah, he's got a lot of mass and and it gets naked frequently to show it off so that's the thing
0: yeah this whole sequence is just to show off sylvester stallone's body
1: and then you got on the other side like wesley snipes who is legitimately a gifted athlete he's uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh a black belt and and uh, several different martial arts and he gets to show a lot of that stuff off uh and he he's fucking built too he looks like he could rip a yeah. dude in half so it's like you really have one of the better primary villains in 80s 90s badassery because we talked about how disappointing some of the villains are you know michael ironside against you know average man joe schwarzenegger like then eh. mm-hmm. it uh eh. weston snipes versus yeah. stallone is a fucking that's 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 a that's a main event that's a title card
0: yeah i'm here for it i, I liked it yeah um What did you think of the
1: new speak that they're going for? The, you know, what's your boggle? Enhance your calm. It's
0: yeah, it's joy, joy stuff. It's infantile. I, this is part of the reason that I look at these people and go, how did we all turn into five-year-olds? And it's, it's why I don't buy the worldview. You don't have to talk like an idiot in order to not be a violent person.
1: Yeah. And they're talking, uh, like, uh, the the police chief goes in is like, oh, we had a graffiti incident on such and such a street. And she's like, and you didn't turn out all cars? Like that would be like an all points bulletin if someone spray painted, someone tagged a building in this year. Um but there yeah, there is this Why would they um, turn
0: out all cars when they have systems to deal with that? automated systems because they're just so bored
1: like that's the you get this from sandra bullock that she was built for an era mm-hmm. of action and now they just caretake you know they just uh, they're essentially glorified janitors and she instinctively wants something more
0: yeah she pines um, for the 90s
1: which is that's an interesting you know like something that like the ian and banks uh, series tackles is like what what how do you find meaning and purpose in a post-scarcity society like if you know that from the moment you're born until you decide to choose that you've lived enough you're going to die that you're never gonna have to worry about a, a roof over your head or food in your belly that you are going to be taken care of and comfort and you can pretty much do whatever the fuck you want like how do you how do you find it in within yourself to, to get out of bed like what is the goal what is the what is the thing that what is your, the drive of humanity uh that's left there um
0: it's not which too is interesting for me to imagine i I, I don't know. The, those those arguments always feel feel like they're written by people who don't have a drive aside from making money and or yeah providing for a family or something like that. The, their drive in life is to do the things that you have to do because we don't have that post scarcity society. Whereas right. That's never it's, been it's, my drive.
1: Especially I do since it because like I the, have to, the vast majority of people. Um, do not really do anything exciting. They're not climbing Everest, They're not hunting water buffalo no. in Africa. They're not, you know, fighting wars on other continents. They're just getting up at the ass crack at dawn. They're moving packages out of factory and they're coming home and they're watching television, They're going to sleep and they're getting up and doing it again. you know, Like yeah, what um, makes you
0: get out of bed when your only purpose is to get food for the next day? Right. I mean, and that's that, what you spend 99% of your time doing. <laughs> I always thought the it'd be purpose fun in that? to
1: explore like what Picard says in the early goings of TNG where it's like the goal is to better yourself, you mm-hmm. know? Like whatever that means, like the and, and, and to better society and to and to serve and to 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 make something a little bit better, to polish brick into marble. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the purpose. Um
0: It seems so lot of utopian, to me, but yeah. It's just wild that some people and, don't view it that way
1: yeah we could we could get stuck doing doing this forever but <laughs> sure. um uh yeah um there's also really fun i the concept of the last oh this murder death kill business oh my god uh do you remember like mdk had a real fucking moment like i think it featured in a couple oh, of yeah. rap songs there was a video game called that <laughs> uh yeah
0: santana's w- got some lines about one eight sevens on a yeah, motherfucking what, cop yeah on a motherfucker
1: w- w- this this yeah like the 187 MDK stuff really had a moment in the mid 90s did like did people break out a police manual and just like oh my god look at all these codes and there's their fucking sick-ass meaning or I assume so yeah yeah you don't hear much about MDKs in the year
0: 2023 nope um, I assume that's ha- that's still a thing yeah why would you why change codes to work i don't know because because people
1: know them now you don't you don't (laughs) they're not codes anymore yeah yeah, they're they're you got you got to come up with new ones
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um it's funny because like you mentioned the old cop because i have my notes like can you imagine being the only guy like on the police force that remembers like when la was burning and like all these epochal and like all the kids are just (laughs) like run around chasing graffiti and people swearing and and illegally park cars and it's like what what a like the way this guy plays it too is kind of like that he is the only adult in the room
0: mm-hmm. totally I thought it was pretty good even though the police chief or whoever this guy is the the uh, the other dude who I would say is roughly as old as the black guy who yeah, the is police chief. remembering everything yeah he he surely has to remember the times before and he acts a little bit more like a reasonable human. He doesn't quite act like a five-year-old. He's insulting people left and right, especially yeah. John Spartan. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's, there's a lot of just... The, the weird infantilization they do of people, like saying other people's full names every time they speak to each other, that's mm-hmm. not that's not a reasonable thing to do like are they so bored that brevity has gone out the window like they entertain themselves by remembering people's full names and reciting them is
1: it's it's i think they're also going for it felt to me like they were trying to also crib from like cult like the way that everyone's wearing these weird robes like reflecting some kind of eastern like philosophy that some guy read once on the back of a magazine and uh, there, there's a lot of that that like I think you're supposed to. There's some Moony kind of like brother and sister and and stuff. And I think the full yeah. names kind of like is is one of those weird off details that kind of strikes you as like that's these 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 kids were homeschooled or something. You know, it's like one of those
0: deals. Yeah, it Just, always like, strikes me so, as
1: they they weren't properly socialized. Benjamin Bratt or Sandra Bullock.
0: The, yeah, they focus too much on the infantilization of the characters in yeah. this world and not enough on the world itself in my mm-hmm. opinion but it's really i
1: do enjoy benjamin bratt and sander bullock kind of like wide-eyed and like especially at the end where it, it kind of gets stretched where their god hero founder gives them a direct order to take him to prison and they're like debating about oh you know I'm supposed to take you to cryo prison, but uh, I just don't know what the, there's like some of that where they do sound like it's, it's like a debate the Goonies would have, you know? Um, yeah. and Bullock and, and Brat both are so fresh
0: faced and young in this movie. Dude. Yeah. I want to talk about Sandra Bullock cause this is kind of her big breakout. I would say like this is a year before speed. Which everybody yeah. thinks of as like her breakout But this movie was huge made a ton of money And she's like at the height Of her Sandra Bullock Is cute powers right Like I don't know it's that like she's talk about, ever really we had, cuter We
1: had the uh, Sharon Stone Just ready to pop off and in Basic Instinct mm-hmm. The previous now we got Sandra Bullock by her to pop off In Speed and yeah. just have a stranglehold On America like she was America's sweetheart in oh, yeah.
0: much of the mid to late Nineties mm-hmm. No she's super cute Super appealing in this movie yeah all the things you think of as uh sandra bullock staples later are here mm-hmm. they're just mm-hmm. like maybe amped up a notch because of like how young she is how much energy she has all that stuff and and the the infantilization does get you know there's like uh that
1: one community christmas episode where uh cod what's her name uh allison Bree. Bree is you know doing the christmas come on to joe McHale, and you know she's doing this so show me how to be a christmas baby daddy kind of stuff no, and he's man. like you know there's a there's a there's a line of diminishing returns on yeah. this uh like like at some point you're like are you capable of giving consent do you have a fully uh-huh. co- repro- there's there's that kind of like i mm, mm, kind of there. thing to it um but mostly mostly I think it works. Because the the, the the whole thing of her is like she's the only like she's like one of the few people in the room that is dissatisfied and like is wanting to grow, I guess, in a nineties hyper violent kind of way. Hyper violent, hypersexualized kind of way.
0: Yeah, and she's obsessed with you know the twentieth century. Um yeah. collects things from it, wants to kind of be A person who lived in the 20th century but she doesn't know how what do you make of that whole running gag that they have with her trying to use slang from the from the 1990s and not understanding (laughs) how to use it and always getting it kind of wrong I think some of them are funny like you're Mm -hmm. gonna match our meat uh
1: that that was a pretty good one. yeah lick lick his ass <laughs> lick his yeah you
0: really licked his ass uh I I, I kind of like the the, thing lied. Is, that, the, the hammer funny. for that joke is not as good as the rest of the jokes for that they, they what was the hammer the final act for that joke is where they say take this job and shovel it Mm. and mm-hmm. then Sly is like take this job and shovel it huh close enough it's it's not as good it's not as funny and it's not as creative as the other ones
1: yeah. Yeah, they should have they should have mixed them together, but maybe they the, the they thought that was the height of comedy to shovel. I guess. Um Can we talk about Simon Phoenix? Sure. I read that Wesley Snipes was embarrassed about his look in this film and that he really hated the dye job, he really hated the clothes they put him in on um hmm. I I actually think he looks cool. I saw that he was one of the direct inspirations for Dennis Rodman's crazy hair in the nineties. Yeah. That he really liked Wesley Snipes in this movie and thought he was really fucking cool. And like he's going to add that kind of like flamboyant villainry into his uh, you know sp- showmanship and sportsmanship. Um, I think he. I think he looks. I think the production design of this guy is really cool. Like he varies from like dude that walked out of the dog pound section of Arsenio Hall come uh like road warrior for sure yeah like when he shows him an armor late and it's like made out of like scrap metal and tires and he's got that bright blonde hair and you know he's like this like mountain of a Im- man i
0: i don't know like i i think uh yeah it's uh, like luke bassan uh designing a biker gang right yeah the i mean it's it's, it's, it's cool quality it's, to it
1: it's like I I think that like blade is probably his idea of like some uh, cool motherfucker right yeah for sure but like I think Simon is pretty cool too it's just in a completely it's much more of a Dennis Rodman flamboyant kind of way but it really suits his character and there's like a lot of things that he improvised that the director let him keep in like just for his own amusement he started reading some of his lines in Spanish because I guess he's bilingual and Mm -hmm. they just leave that in it doesn't really make any sense he's just kind of having fun at some other guy's expense Mm -hmm.
0: um but like yeah it worked. uh it gives him a lot of attitude which is the number one thing that this guy needs to have yeah yeah
1: and uh, just how he's I just think I, the way he reacts to you know the cars and the technology and the swearing is mm-hmm. is the same but different from Sly's and I, I just think he's doing a lot also um, they there's a little bit of apocrypha on this that Uh, there's a couple scenes where Wesley's doing kicks and stuff that look a little stilted or like not as good and the story behind that is that apparently the DP uh, his kicks were so fast that they were blurring and they weren't (laughs) reading right on camera so they asked
0: him to kick slower. That sounds like a, that sounds like press tour Wesley Snipes making shit up.
1: (laughs) It definitely, to me.
0: I thought so too. I
1: thought so too. Uh huh. Um. But I don't know, he's got this fighting stuff. because I guess one of the other things is they, after the um, Jean-Claude Van Damme thing fell through, I guess that they intended this guy to be this, this martial artists. Uh So the next guy they went to was Jackie Chan, of all people, mm-hmm. uh, who was wanting to do American films, but I guess a big stereotype in Hong Kong is like, oh yeah, we have all of our heroes uh, and they get real big in Hong Kong, and America notices them, and then they just get, you know, they just get uh, filmed as like jobbers for the bet for they're they're just bad guys for the American good guys. So Jackie Chan is really sensitive. He's like, nah, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait for a hero role. I think mm-hmm. I can be an American hero, and fucking good choice, Jackie. You yeah. probably did dodge the, the 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 typecasting, but you're left with like all this stuff that's meant for a martial arts guy, and I again. Wesley does pull it off. He's like badass and blade. Oh yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's like I can't believe that he kicks faster than <laughs> any Hollywood martial artist before him. <laughs>
0: yeah, get a higher frame rate camera or something. I don't know. Uh, and that's the thing. Like I've heard the same about Bruce Lee, and we'll maybe talk about this more in Enter mm. the Dragon. But I heard the same. Like he, some of his moves were so fast that they had trouble filming him
1: it's so like the story in jet lee is uh, some of his like uh some of uh, some old rumors that that he was never as fast that they undercranked the cameras to make did they overcrank bruce lee's cameras just so probably yeah. they filmed him at 60 frames and they shot it at t- they, they showed it at 24 so he looks like a normal person <laughs> yeah however you do that sure i um, believe it we'll be right back with more bald move after this brief pause
0: Bald Move merch beats running around naked, and they make a great gift for the Bald Move
1: fan in your life. Join our tribe. Head over to support.baldmove.com and click on merch to start shopping. And now, back with more Bald Move. I also like you don't get to see it very often, but they also have Wesley in contact. So he's got this heterochromia like he's got one blue eye, one kind of green eye that gives him this like, you know, that and the blonde hair gives him this kind of like really off kilter, cool look. Mm -hmm. Um, He's got the 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 weird fighting style Um, and he's got some he's he's got some really funny, uh, uh, funny lines, too. I really like like in the, the the one instance where they're trying to apprehend him and they have all these cops come in. They're like, none of them know how to arrest anybody anymore. And they're asking a tricorder for advice. So it's like, go forward in a, in a firm, authoritative voice, ask him to get down on the ground. Right. Mm-hmm. And like he just handles all these cops. But there's one where he squares up and he kind of like shadow boxes with them and just like, I don't know. He's just like having fun with these guys. And it, he really sells it. Like, this is effortless. And. They, they also have this really cool hook where, you know, they establish the concept why these guys are in cryo prison. They are given these, you know, behavioral modification programs. And apparently John Spartan gets taught to knit, which pays off a little bit later. But they have uh, Wesley Snipes is essentially got Neo from the Matrix training he's mm-hmm. got you know he was already like this criminal genius and now they've added like extensive martial arts programs he can hack any public system he just knows the passwords to every facility that he needs so he's got like he's a real super villain um in a way that makes perfect sense in the plot i thought that was a pretty cool idea pretty cool angle
0: yeah made
1: sense they had this um Some of the future technology I thought was really cool. Some of the stuff I thought was really stupid. Um, One of the stupid examples is they have this boardroom scene with the guy who is the mastermind of the new new society. He's meeting the boardroom, but nobody's there. So it's just a bunch of empty chairs with monitors in them. Mm -hmm. And they're like meet with faces. And it's like it's a scene that didn't make sense because who are these people that he's reporting to?
0: Yeah, like I'd I don't see. know
1: enough about the world building to really understand and the technology looks really fucking jank. That's the other thing about this show. Um uh the, a lot of stuff looks good, some stuff looks bad. The stuff that looks the worst is anything involving a view screen because there's mm. still the old standard def CRT monitors. So, boy, yeah. another 3 or 4 years you've gotten flat screen and this movie would been a lot more future proof, but
0: yeah. yeah every- all the all the movies of that era have that problem the total recalls yeah. the robo cops they all they all kind of do
1: it's funny because like all these movies predicated because like, as soon as we get like camera phones we're going to use the shit out of them and it's like we mm. do but not the way like we use our camera phones a lot but not usually i don't know like what facetime is really big amongst the the young kids but like no one i know does like facetime stuff but they've post covid wrapped around the being right because this does like you know th- th- this remind me of like a really fancy work from home setup everybody's uh-huh. doing the zoom meeting you know this is like a practical everyone's got their own swivel chair zoom meeting
0: <laughs> i i do think we're inching closer to that like with the pandemic pushing us all to work from home and zoom calls and stuff like we're I don't think you'll ever have a room dedicated to this because it doesn't make any sense to have this like big physical space. But maybe in corporate boardrooms, corporate conference rooms, I can mm-hmm. see it.
1: Um, they so they're deciding after this disastrous scene with Simon, the cops can't arrest this guy. Um, they, Sandra Bullock, has an idea that we need to freeze out this uh, this this Spartan guy. And they yeah. have this video package where they show like his greatest hits. And there's one I enjoyed where he's got this little girl on a shoulder and uh you know this this uh this news anchor's asking, uh, you know, John Spartan, Detective Spartan, uh this girl's ransom is fifty thousand dollars. You just did eight million dollars in property damage and killed seven people recovering her. What do you have to say to the people that says you just paid a ransom? And the girl says, Fuck you, lady. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Am I bad for agreeing with that? Like, don't you pay the fifty grand, get the girl back safe and sound, untraumatized, and you can always you can always arrest the criminals for kidnapping ransom. That's sure. That's still against the law. You can pick them up. Like, yeah, fucking Spartan, just chill the fuck out.
0: Yeah, I I suppose so, but you never know you're going to do eight million dollars worth of damage. That's a thing. Like, it's it's a hindsight thing that this reporter it's has. True. Is it worth it in hindsight? Maybe not. I, I love that she says, fuck you, lady. It is uh, a really funny. It's a very funny line. And then I just imagine that they looked her up in the system because she's probably, what, 50 years old at that point mm-hmm. uh, in 2032. They probably looked her up and gave her a ticket for that. <laughs> yeah. Retro <laughs> retro crime. Uh-huh.
1: It's interesting because, like, I guess in the script they were going back and forth and toying with the idea of making that his daughter and that his daughter was going to survive as a wasteland scrap and there's a I guess some vestigial remains of the fact that that was his daughter and he's going to reunite with her and rescue her and that the uh, the big climactic battle but man so much of that stuff get cut out we'll probably have to wait a little bit longer mm-hmm. to talk about it um, but I think it's man it's it's so fun to watch some of these 90s 80s badass films being made because like they really just have the barest sketch of what they want to do and so much of this stuff is like done and improvised on the set and then discovered in the editing bay it's like okay mm. what do we got here Um, what can what can we ADR why someone's back is turned to completely change the meaning of this so that we can make these other and it's like they really this this movie if it was saved at all seemed like it was saved in the editing uh, because a lot of that decision to cut mm. like I, I they, they first submitted a damn near three hour cut of this movie which nobody fucking wants a three hour action
0: movie especially yeah. back in the 90s so what here was my big question about this whole scene where they like unfreeze sly Mm -hmm. uh you get to see his package again which Mm -hmm. i guess that could be entertaining for some people he's and he's uh they they, i think the animation is kind of hilarious because they don't show his dick he's been kindled in that animation. And I'm like, well, you're going to show the man's thing. You can at least put it on the model, but right. Whatever. It's rated Uh, R. Why not? Yeah. And then, and then they have this debate right in front of him. They've thawed him out. He's sitting there in a chair, looking at them, talking with them and they're debating whether or not this is a good idea to unfreeze him. The police chief is the one bringing this up. I still think this is a bad idea. You've done it. Motherfucker. Like, what are you doing? Are you just complaining to complain? Because, Covering in his That's ass. what it's come across as. It's. Shouldn't they have had this debate before they thought him out?
1: Yes. And they clearly did, but it's like, I don't know. It's one of those things where I, uh, it's a bunch of tell, not show, you know? Yeah. Instead of having the debate and then go forward with it, they're like trying to, like you know, uh, the decision's already been made. We're going to have a high speed debate. I don't know. It's a.
0: And And then the whole scene is him just being completely dissatisfied with the moral character of John Spartan. Yeah. Uh, every time John opens his mouth, the police chief's like in there with another barrage of insults, like you Neanderthal pig headed dumbass. Right. he He's saying all these things. He's not cursing. But he's no. never getting a ticket for any of the horrendous insults that he's slinging his way. You're telling yeah. me that cursing is banned, but these insults are not? That meat is gone? That, like, cigars are gone? And but you, you can, can still insult, insult people. people up and down, and it's not a problem? As long as you keep it classy, yeah. yeah, Crate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we talked about the... Oh, I guess we haven't talked about this. The three seashells. Have you done any look into the behind the scenes, how this was envisioned working, how they came up with the three C shows? It's this. one of the, I hate, you it. hate it. I think it's, it's one of the things that makes the movie. It's certainly the thing no, no, that no. Is, I don't
0: hate it in the movie. I hate how they came up with it because it's oh. zero thought it's zero effort. Nothing of a gag. Uh, yeah. So how did they come up with it? Essentially the writer is like on the toilet or no, he's not on the toilet. He calls up his buddy. Like, I'm stuck. I can't think of anything good here to do uh, with a, a, a riff on toilet paper. How would they wipe their ass in the future? And his buddy's feature, on the yeah, toilet future bathrooms. How do you do it? And, and his buddy looks around the room he's in and says, I don't know whether well, there's like seashells over here on the countertop. And the guy's like, yeah. bingo, seashells, let's do it. Cause like in the
1: 90s there's a lot of guest bathrooms that had a, a beach motif you still if you rent the condo totally. down in Florida this is had the, the, the this has got a stun lock on the decor down there <laughs> yeah. uh yeah just like mason jars filled with sand and seashells and and have a conch shell on like the, shells the tank of, mm-hmm. yeah and having yeah and having seashells and starfish on your fucking hand towels and stuff mm-hmm. but he's like yeah so they're like okay we'll have this, and just leave it a mystery where it's like, it's, it's obvious how you use the three shells of the people that use it, but like a person from the 20th century is like, what the fuck are these shells? And it's really something that captures the imagination. People try to figure it out. Like, some <laughs> popular fan theories are of like, course. there are three knobs of a bidet. Like, you got the, you know, like the water temperature, well, they show the pressure
0: okay but okay. but they're
1: always they're always in a line right and they're like laying mm-hmm. down on a flat surface so they could be dials that you kind of turn or mm-hmm. spin or I they suppose. could you know um but there was a interview of sliced alone on ain't it cool news of all places I wonder I wonder what became of that place um where he said that it was explained to him that two of the shells are used like chopsticks you use it as like a you know like a uh, yeah like chopsticks like like a mm-hmm. like a Pac-Man mm-hmm. and you use that to like essentially nibble the the large debris and then the third the third shell is for scraping I
0: and don't then no scrape. one knows
1: what becomes of the shells do you flush the shells down do you put them in a sanitation station and they're clean for reuse like do you have uh, to lay
0: out the new shells for the next person like
1: oh and if you don't is that a class two social uh, crime
0: right. what you about a shell credit storage fine for yeah yeah is there a bag next to the toilet with just full of clean seashells uh, I, I I don't know because
1: like honestly the second they started saying use it like a chopstick I'm like I don't what how do you use chopsticks to clean your ass
0: that I feel like the angle is just wrong You're going to have to get uh, elbow deep in the toilet in order to make that work. And it's true. And like, what if you you need to reshape toilets? There's nothing to hold it
1: onto your fingers. So like when you go to like open it and then they just fall on it. Now, what do you do? You're down to one shell. You just scrape. I guess you say, fuck. And then it gives you a piece of paper
0: and then you're covered. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) yeah. uh, 99% of all tickets are given out in bathroom stalls in that world. (laughs)
1: They also mentioned at some point that there's been 65 amendments to the U.S. Constitution in total. So, like, there has been an unprecedented era of effective gov- of politics. Like, you've been, been able to get, like, mm-hmm. full-on constitutional amendments. Maybe uh, it helps that 30 states in the middle of the country are just irradiated uh, blast zones now. Uh, one mm-hmm. of those must have been a full repeal of the Second Amendment because guns are illegal they're only being mm-hmm. able to seen in the armory section of the the San Angelo's Museum. I loved that they used the quake font to spell out armory
0: in the exhibit. And it's a quake. That... I, I was getting Diablo vibes. I think this oh, is Diablo, okay,
1: but it's that kind of you know, uh, all the O's have crosses in it because yes. it's uh, medieval and maybe borderline satanic uh i think it's literally the diablo font is it literally because I, I man it, maybe diablo font is literally the quake font because i was thinking this is certainly like you know yeah pre- this is probably quake like a quake
0: a standard like shareware font from the 80s True. or 70s or something yeah I don't like know. papyrus mm-hmm. uh but they uh
1: i love that i also love the fact that these guns are stored fully loaded mm-hmm uh, with all the, the they're not like a just an example that's had the firing pin removed these things are loaded and ready to kill people and they're just behind glass that you can shatter mm-hmm.
0: it takes a human Good body plan. going through them but that's you can true shatter I it. guess
1: yeah yeah you, you need to, to have a moderately heavy person that you can throw through here's um, the thing
0: that confuses me about this and previous scenes because there's a whole sequence where Wesley Snipes breaks out of the cryo prison, mm-hmm. and the cryo prison is also the PD. Like they're they're one in the same facility, mm. and so Wesley Snipes breaks out. They figure out, oh no, Wesley Snipes is breaking out. Uh, we can kind of track him. We can try track the MDKs, the murder death kills that he's committing at, in in real time as he goes through the facility, and everyone is just standing around looking at screens like they don't know what the fuck to do like they don't have any system for dealing with this at all this is a prison Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and maybe this is the first time someone's ever escaped from it but they have no contingency plan and yet you go over here to the hall of weapons or hall of violence rather and they have a full contingency plan for what happens when somebody decides to steal some weapons there is a full fucking lockdown that happens but not at the pd prison how do True. you explain that? The museum has one, but not the prison. That's a good, that's a really good
1: question. Because the set, like, these set pieces required it, and these set pieces were probably written independently from the script. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's like obvious the obvious that appeal, that's, right? the,
0: that's the only reason. But, yeah. like... These, yeah, these cops—they're so. I think the one, like, because
1: so like this plot could be a lot serious, but like there is the, the grace is that the guy who's running society is trying to let Wesley Snipes out so that he can round up these these wasteland scraps and kill them. Mm-hmm. Um. So like, because like, yeah, how would this guy ever escape? Well, it's but because the police he's chief is in-
0: standing around like a dumbass, and he's old enough to remember crime.
1: Yeah, like he's like he's given the password to the handcuffs. He's given, you know, all this computer hacking knowledge, all this advanced combat skills. Like the thing that I think the thing that makes sense is like maybe they have that stuff there. It's just that it was all bypassed or you're supposed to understand that Wesley Snipes knew all the workarounds for it.
0: So but why would not this is like in Robin Hood Men in Tights? You remember that scene in Robin Hood Men in Tights when uh, Carrie Ellis asks Dave Chappelle to watch his back? you know because they're in a yeah. fight scene and he, right. he goes okay gotcha and then he watches his back and he uh, carrie Ellis gets punched three times and he's like your back just got punched three times because mm-hmm. he's watching it he's literally just watching it right that was this scene with the police chief standing around watching <laughs> wesley snipes murder death kill everybody
1: he, but he has can't do anything about it. like there there hasn't been a person killed for almost
0: 30 years in this world Surely he was on the force when people were being killed. He he's knows 30. proper procedure. He's like sixty years old, man. I want
1: to keep back to him being chemically altered, but like I don't understand why Bill Dobbs isn't. You know, because Bill right. Dobbs like, yeah, I know, I remember all this shit when it used to be. Yeah, so they need to make him the captain, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, he should have been the one to deal with Snipes because he's the only one with it. There's a lot of fun in-universe nods, like
1: so sylvester stallone stars in this movie but wesley snipes calls like one the future dummies that has like the laser cannon or whatever uh he calls it rambo Mm uh they're also mentioned that they they pass the 61st amendment to the constitution that allows uh naturalized citizens to run for president and president schwarzenegger has been serving multiple terms uh (laughs) <laughs> which I, <laughs> I love like uh, Sylvester, you know, because we we talked about the the rivalry these men had in the 80s and 90s, and like his just complete mm-hmm.
0: disbelief that Arnold Schwarzenegger would be a president, which he wasn't too far from it, like the governor of California. That's the is, and like, this all one predates step away. This. if he were born in America, he probably could have been.
1: Yeah, this this all predates that because I thought like, oh, this is kind of funny because in in uh-huh. at, at in the in the real world, uh, Arnold was serving as governor. But no, that's 10 years away.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, it's it's well after this. So I, I think it's hilarious. I think it's pretty funny, too
1: um i love that like when he gets invited by the the high mucky muck guy uh to like a fancy dinner and it's at taco bell and you know slides <laughs> oh taco bell but like they're the they're the only winners of the restaurant wars mm-
0: mm-hmm.
1: the the they, they survived the restaurant wars and i gotta say that feels right taco Bell feels like the chain that
0: would scrap and fight and win well the thing that they didn't get right, the thing that they really missed a mark on is the conglomeration of it all. Because Taco Bell can't win without KFC also winning and, and, and Yum Pizza Yum, Hut uh, yeah and Pizza Hut because Yum Yum Foods or whatever owns like uh-huh. a huge swath of the, the fast food chain. But see that's, I I really
1: like that because that implies that Taco Bell in in, in a triumvirate situation betrayed the the betrayed the Colonel <laughs> and the hut for for sole supremacy of the west coast
0: so what like a taco bell loyalist climbed the ranks of yum yum yeah. and decided to shut down the rest yeah of- shank them <laughs> shank the others okay yeah uh I see and it. i
1: also like the like because yeah like I i guess taco bell feels right they're scrappy they're cheaper they're, there's something just like I don't know, like a, they're open till two o'clock in the morning. They're willing, to, they're willing to feed people at times when when with McDonald, like like In and Out. You might think, oh, In and Out, they're the the United Federation of Planets are paying people living wages and they got the clean, bright. They're not gonna fucking win the restaurant wars. They're they're not willing to get down and dirty. They're, they're not, not were the willing. Now the last
0: holdouts, but. They're not. They they're not willing overcome.
1: to cut chives from all of their menu options because of some mm. bullshit botulism scare and the stuff. Mid-night. Their burgers with oatmeal. Yeah. 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 To 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 have their c- classification of meat questioned by the <laughs> FDA. It's 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 a How real bastard to Taco Bell. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: I love this rat taco. <laughs> um. Oh boy. Yeah. No, that was pretty good. Uh, I I can't imagine the thing. The thing that always kills me about these future movies is the time span that they think something like that would take. Right? How Mm -hmm. long would it take for every single chain to be eliminated entirely from existence? Because Taco Bell is just so dominant. They hypothesize thirty-six years. Well, when they when they developed the Baja Blast and
1: the Diablo technology, that's Taco Bell just was able to erase chains at will, like Apparently. entire regions. Yeah, you you drop a you, you drop a a Baja Blast vaporization bomb, and just whole communities lost.
0: Mm-hmm. I never, think the one thing never they, never they do get right it. in this movie is the automated car tech. In another nine years. I could see it being where this is, not with the like morphing steering wheels and stupid. I shit I did like that. Like that. The fact it, you don't even a have a steering cool wheel that deploys, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think we're too far away from that being real. Like it could actually yeah. hit at the right timeline.
1: I thought we were. Is it weird that I thought we were a lot closer five years ago than where we are now?
0: There was a lot of hype even up now like, we had the reality
1: like i've we because we, mm-hmm. we talked about like you know you're going to see the headlines of tesla's killing people and i just like a couple weeks ago saw a big thing where like if you all averaged out number of miles drone that like some of these self-driving cars are actually worse drivers than people um but but yeah i think technologically we could be there uh if, if in fact i think what's put yeah. us back is the implementation for some reason musk decided to go mm-hmm with, like, cameras instead of, like, radar and IR, and it just seems like it was a Mm -hmm. bad bad technology call. But uh, there's a hell of a lot more people into it now than Tesla,
0: so... That's the thing. The public perception of self-driving stuff is... Separate Predicated mostly on the Tesla stuff, but Mm -hmm. the stuff that's happening in the background is happening a little bit slower. They're not trying to ram shit through. Right. But they're also getting stuff done. Like, there are active taxi services that are fully automated um, in operation right now in certain parts of the country. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I like that. I, there's, I actually really like the future cars. They have like the patrol cars or these like really sleek, yeah. um, cool uh, gull wing kind of like, they look like future cars. I don't know what Wesley snipe shows up in, <laughs> This tricycle little
0: yeah
1: tricycle pod and i'm like oh god something they they're, they're going to have worse cars than this than total recall i didn't think they could do that but <laughs> no. most of the other future cars were really fucking cool they uh-huh. looked like and i guess uh the um the movie did that by offering the big three automotive like hey send us all your concept cars and we'll put them in the, and that's what they did and i guess uh, i i'm not sure yeah. if this was gm or this was a dodge i i didn't see what make it was but like one of the manufacturers sent them ten, a fleet of ten of their concept cars, and that's what got used the majority of the time. But yeah, yeah, I think that was GM. Well, I thought so too. I thought so too. Um, How about that? It Oldsmobile? reminds me of the Pontiac Banshee concept car that they had uh, back in the hmm. night. I, I remember uh, really thinking, "Oh man, I hope all cars look like that when, mm-hmm. um They don't. They don't. Cars still look depressingly car-like. Uh,
0: Was Was Oldsmobile a GM company? At that point, okay. I couldn't remember like when all that stuff. Yeah, when did all that that
1: that that all got that all got rolled up during the financial collapse of like 2008, 2010? That's when like G like you know GM
0: discontinued Oldsmobile and like Pontiac and. Oh, discontinued it. Yeah, I, I was wondering about like when they became the same thing, right? Because Oldsmobile used to be its own brand. I don't even though. know GM. I don't
1: know if it was always a GM brand or GM acquired it later on because like GM has so many fucking brands, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah, they're uh, a big part of the car market. But they have this... Yeah. M- the, the Oldsmobile is like the super cool retro car in this movie, uh-huh. which is weird yeah. because I never associate Oldsmobile with super cool retro cars. I associate no. them with Grandpa's driving gigantic boats
1: yeah yeah i did i it's like it's it's so weird because um i feel like this movie kind of predates the classic car craze that in my mind really took off and gone in 60 seconds where it's like Mm, people are like you know what's really cool uh old american muscle cars and you started seeing them popping more and more and finally like the fast and furious started off as like drift cars and imports (laughs) That that but the like like even middle of that franchise, you know the whole mm. Toretto of it took over and it's like the American muscle cars are the real cool ones. Um, yeah, and
0: it's a cool. But car. this is
1: ahead of its time. Yeah, but it's just like who the hell puts a Oldsmobile four four two in an action movie? That's well, like I wonder if it's literally just because car. it's called an Oldsmobile. Ah. old smobile. Ah, get it.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the wavelength this movie might operate on. (laughs) I would believe it. I don't know, three seashells. I don't know, Oldsmobile, because it sounds
1: old. This Taco Bell scene kind of kicks off uh, part of the movie where, like, there's a hint of a better movie where, you know, Sly gives a speech about, you don't know what it's like being frozen, Mm -hmm. and... and, uh, You know, the, the, the wasteland scrappers attack and Sly's smart enough to put together that like what they were trying to steal is food. And he's like, these aren't villains. These are just hungry people. And it's like the first thing that he's like, huh, this world's not as it seems. Um, and then there's this like poignant scene where he says you know on the way you know sander bullets taking him home and he's like you know i just uh i don't know how to fit in this world uh, I, I, I couldn't handle seeing my daughter she's gonna think i'm a caveman hey ooh. um and there's also the scene where like the 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 guy who's the architect of the society i can't remember this fucking guy's name uh um, cocteau Cocteau. Okay, thank you. It's not a real name. It's some some kind of weird. Yeah, the uh, taco guy. Um, uh. like you, you, you're, you're. There's a scene with him and Wesley Snipes where, like, I don't think he's smart enough to realize, but like, Simon Phoenix is is escaping his clutches. Mm-hmm. Like, he's signing his death warrant the second that he says, "Oh, I got six other guys. I need to break out mm-hmm. of cryo prison to, to to help deliver this thing." That's where that guy. You know like I said signs his own death warrant because Wesley Snipes is conditioned against killing him but Jesse the body Ventura didn't get that conditioning Mm -hmm. um so it's a there's the Robocop kind of climax of this but yeah like I said there's like a five minute stretch where they're really dealing with some bigger cooler things and then uh you get to the
0: sex scene oh Um, yeah the honka chunka if you're nasty
1: (laughs) I yeah I also like they um God damn it that whole uh, yeah the boning the wild mambo the hunka like what Come, get... the only
0: Sylvester Stallone has ever referred to sex as hunkachunka I'm pretty sure but it somehow makes perfect sense that's the sound that Sylvester Stallone making sex it, it emanates right like <laughs> he might I be thought actually, we collectively described. <laughs> that While the sound of
1: sex was stirring macaroni in a pot but you're telling me hunk mm-hmm. a chunka is like is that some kind of italian it. american saying, variant that you're hunk-a-tunca. talking about <laughs> because i've never hunked or chunked before <laughs> yeah. intimates intimately but you know
0: uh-huh. I'm, I, I mean learn, it, 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 I so look, much. look it's a man whose biscuits and gravy smells like literal shit <laughs> uh and he, his sex makes the sound honk a chunka hunk a chunka I did that was another one
1: where when Wesley pull up prize off that manhole covered and takes a good whiff of sewers like mmm sounds like biscuits and gravy I'm like holy (laughs) shit that's the sewers of the future if they're smelling that good Mm -hmm. Uh, who's cooking your biscuits and gravy Taco Bell this I will got I I don't know what why they filmed this sex scene and it seems terrifying but from an audio-video perspective. Like, there's this flashes of, like, techno-Sandra Bullock, which is like, okay. But the sounds they're playing... Yeah. ...are... I don't know how to describe them. Techno-future <laughs> horror sounds? Well, well
0: chunka is in there, but yes. Uh, like, this
1: is, this is the sound that plays in
0: a Max Headroom haunted house? Yeah, this whole thing that's happening here with the sex, virtual sex Mm -hmm. helmets Mm -hmm. you're either going to orgasm or have a seizure because Mm. the lights that are flashing the sounds that are playing are all seizure inducing oh yeah and if you're strapped into that thing with no way out maybe you have to like there's a three seashell kind of like you have to know how to use this
1: thing you know kind of like you have to relax and just kind of go with the flow and if you're expecting hunk chunka, and she slaps the VR helmet over your head Then you know, the whole idea of, like, trying to relax in uh, the whole that is... Uh... But that's another fascinating detail this movie gets wrong because, again, in the 80s, everything was gripped up in the AIDS crisis, like, you know, mm-hmm. where, like, all of the popular songs about Bonin at the time had to include a line about being safe about it because otherwise you're irresponsible and, you know, like, AIDS was scaring the shit out of everybody and, like, now in 2023, I i feel like no one takes sexually transmitted diseases seriously at all because like even aids is essentially defanged like you might have it the rest of your life but in america you ain't gonna die uh right right your life expectancy with aids in in a first world country is essentially the same as person without uh yeah so like there's been a whole fucking renaissance of of uh the sexual revolution part two
0: yeah um, and i think where they were trying to go with it was like some epidemic you know like pandemic of disease from but sexually like, uh, sex and so people were too scared yeah to to yeah. get it on physically and they almost got that right but what they didn't what they didn't realize is that people were going to bone more than ever like even during it they were just going to yeah. do it with people that they had like had gotten tested and vetted right like they weren't gonna stop fucking no one's ever gonna stop fucking true that's That's maybe the the most idiotic idiotic thing in this movie it's just not gonna happen but if you had a helmet that
1: replaces it i yeah again it's like it seems like this would be one of the most broken taboos
0: in society but uh i mean look uh, at prohibition they they what happened is they outlawed it it wasn't like Mm. people got sick of it and just said we're not gonna screw anymore yeah oh i mean yeah in the movie they they say that like they outlawed sex that makes zero sense yeah it's prohibition times animal instinct like nobody feels a drive to drink but they do it everyone feels well most people feel a drive to have sex you're not gonna stop them
1: it's that drug and mental conditioning man plus you don't know how bad nrs was or ubt it's true Uh, UBT stands for unbelievable ball torture. It's like that's what you experience. So it's like that, that (laughs) really, the Uh lady's like, I don't understand what the big deal is. But the guy's like, fucking trust me, we're not doing strap on the helmet. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not risking UBT, (laughs) man. Not doing it. Sure. Uh, (laughs) so that goes bad and he tries to like, uh, put the smooths on her. Like he tries to, he tries to start the hunk a chunk with the mouth to mouth and she's not Uh having it. Kicks his ass out. I I don't know what they're doing sometimes in this movie because Sylvester Stallone, for whatever reason, goes into a room he's never been in before with the lights off and he strides confidently in it and immediately takes a header into the living room to make Mm -hmm. him look ridiculous. Uh, He picks up a yarn ball and starts knitting. Uh, he knits her in a sweater, in one night because that's the one thing that they conditioned him with that he now knows how to. He's like, oh I can purl it, I can loop, and oh, I don't know how to do And he's 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 he knitted Sandra Bullock a sweater for their date night. Um, and they still <laughs> don't know that you're aware
0: during your cryoprison stay.
1: I thought that I thought he did. That was like the I I, I thought that's what happened when they well, went the to cops the, don't, Sandra the cops. Don't because Bullock's like, oh, what yes, you're, they, yeah, yeah, that yeah blew yeah, her yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah. But I you know, if you told me that they're conditioning someone in cryosleep, I would think that it was like some kind of like thing happening subconsciously while they're asleep. I wouldn't think that they would be awake for the whole thing.
0: Have they never released someone from this prison? It doesn't prison? seem
1: like it. It doesn't seem so, like so it. So
0: everyone who <laughs> so graffiti has the same penalty as bringing a a building down on 30 people. Well, would they cryos everybody? Like I imagine that, like if you
1: didn't commit a felony, they wouldn't put you in like mental readjustment prison. Like if you, right? Like cryo prison well, is if for you everybody, have to, otherwise you it? don't have.
0: Otherwise you don't have the
1: society that they're d- displaying here, right? But you can ticket people, right? You can just ticket and find them. Like graffiti might be a ticketed fine, not like a go to cryo prison. You don't get thrown in prison for saying fuck, not even duck fucker.
0: <laughs> sure.
1: This is the worst form of subtle bitch.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I have a hard time imagining that no one has ever come out. 36 years. The minimum sentence is greater than 36 years in this cryo prison. And mm. so you don't have people coming out saying, this is fucked. I was in there living and breathing and, and dying the whole time.
1: Was there a line when they're talking about Wesley Snipes' parole? Like, this is the first cryo prisoner that's up for parole? Like, because uh, that's like Probably. they meant, I, I think you're supposed to understand that, like, uh, uh spartan and phoenix are the first like among the first cryo prisoners so like i, I guess that makes sense mm. uh um, maybe there's a lot of things in this like movie Death that's like Rowan i inmates, guess it but... makes sense if you kind of sort of grant this or that yeah maybe um i love the line where he says he wants to go to the otako's house and you know uh interrogate him a little bit and she's like oh well that doesn't seem like it, it work very well he's like oh relax I'm, I'm good at being subtle and in 30 seconds in this guy's living room he's got a gun to his head mm-hmm. <laughs> and the guy says you know when he's trying to dismiss him he says be well and Stallone
0: says be fucked oh it's so good <laughs> it's too- I think the best line like that in the movie is when Dennis Leary's guys attack uh, or they don't attack. They go to steal a bunch of food and they get attacked by the cops. And th- there's a line that Sylvester Stallone delivers as he's about to fight and kill a guy where he says you're going to regret that for the rest of your life. The all both all two seconds of it or whatever, mm-hmm. but bo- both seconds mm-hmm. of it. I love that line. It's so good. Yeah, there's.
1: I also noticed this part because part, like um, Brad Pitt and, um, uh, Sandra Bullock are are not Brad Pitt. I'm sorry, Benjamin Bratt and Sandra Bullock are flanking short or uh, Sly as he's walking, you know, away from this guy's house. They're supposed to imprison him, and they're debating about it. Benjamin Bratt's a legit six to Sandra Bullock's like five foot eight, which is really close to Schwarzenegger's probably hmm. actual height. He's billed at five ten. Um, he towers over her in these walking scenes, and is the exact same height as Benjamin Bratt. And I'm wondering how the fuck did they do that? Is he walking on like coffee cans? Uh, is he wearing like wow. stripper heels, like six inch stilettos? Like, how the fuck are they getting this height on this man? And yeah, he's like wa- doing it like a like a, a Aaron Sorkin style fast walk and talk with him. He yeah, had those Judge Dread boots on. It's pretty, pretty insane. Pretty insane. Um. Yeah. Uh. What else we got to talk about? Um. We, cause like we've we talked about some of this stuff. Like right here is the part where they decide to go check out the uh. Uh. The the scavengers, the under under citizens themselves, and they meet uh Dennis Leary, and he gives the whole you know why are you the enemy? Cause I like to think, cause I believe in freedom of speech and. You know, he kind of. I start off agreeing with him, and by the end of his rant, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe you should live in the sewers. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: they get Jesse Ventura thawed out of prison. Um, yeah, they they make a big deal about like, oh, Wesley Snipes is going to thaw eighty people, and that's like everybody who's in cryo prison, right? Which doesn't seem like and enough. Like, they froze eighty people, and crime went away.
1: Yeah, 80 people in war-torn Los Angeles. There's just 80 people causing all the trouble. (laughs) Apparently. Jeffrey Dahmer was one of them. Yeah. Uh, Somehow fucking things up from the Midwest. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know the other thing i noticed about the sets like when we go into the under la set and i noticed this about the museum set too is like these are elaborate and big sets but they're very Mm. cheap looking like very sound stagey this uh this underground la set looks like a deep space nine era mining colony plant except for it's like 10 Mm. times bigger but it doesn't look expensive it looks extremely cheap
0: yeah, and I bet it's not even as big as it looks. They I think they got it with some of this stuff. Um Yeah. No, this feels like it was filmed inside a, a sound stage where they were trying to dial in the lighting just right and give it its stylized uh-huh. look and
1: But they dis- like, also they ran out of money dressing it cuz like it seems like very yeah. empty, like you know, like there's like a one stage where like they should have like someone should have brought in a bunch of junk and just piled it into the corners and like there should have been you know just like just bits of crap floating around you know uh, trash essentially because they're living in a sewer but like everything looked kind of like barren and aseptic in a weird yeah. opposite of what you'd expect from a sewer kind of way yeah something's off
0: about it for sure
1: Um, but yeah they have this uh, Starsky and Hutch future tra- retro future tra- chase with this Oldsmobile and the future That's cop cool. car I like that yeah, I actually really like um, some of the stuff, like the auto-inflating tires. I really like the safety foam idea. That seems like
0: legit future cool. <laughs> Until you realize that ninety-nine percent of the people who get into life-threatening accidents would be fro- would would encounter this foam with their mouths wide open, screaming, and <laughs> they would just be suffocated by it. Like there, there's no way to maybe not kill. The maybe it's gas permeable. <laughs>
1: Uh, or maybe it dissolves within thirty seconds, or I don't know. It's like it's, cotton uh, candy,
0: yeah. Like if it gets yeah. in your mouth, it just dissolves into a sugary taste. Right, it tastes, substance. it tastes good. It tastes good. Uh, uh, but it's just like,
1: oh, I feel like a, oh, I turn into a cannoli. It's really, <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, um, I like. Uh, there's a scene at the end where you know Wesley Snipes is holding court with all of his you know newly freed badass buddies and uh mr otaku is still trying to like act like he has control and he's he's waxing poetic about i mean here's the closest it comes to making this guy sound like a villain he's like i want this play i want uh the whole world to have the purity of an ant colony it's like okay it doesn't seem and wesley snipes like you know what you remind me of an evil mr rogers i'm sick of you and he throws his gun to jesse the body and asks him to kill him of course he does Mm -hmm. um that I thought that's like the evil Mr. Rogers. Uh, I wonder what Mr. Rogers thought of that line because I'm sure he heard of it.
0: Mm, I don't know. <laughs> uh,
1: Nothing on the wiki about that. Yeah, I know. It's like yeah, uh, I heard about the uh, uh, you know the the uh, Eddie Murphy stuff got back to him, so surely this stuff did too. I kind of uh, like this
0: whole final sequence too, with the, yeah. the crane arm that grabs him. You know, it's supposed to grab blocks of ice, but it grabs the unfrozen sly and then you got snipes <laughs> just kind of shooting at him willy nilly having fun with him uh craning him around the room and then I, sly gets free by freezing one of the arms and smashing it
1: yeah yeah the, using the liquid, liquid hydrogen or liquid uh, helium or whatever nitrogen mm-hmm. um yeah I want to talk about this but I also want to get to so like uh, li- um, standard bullet gets her first NDK. She's on the board. She kills some dude and she's not really Mm. that fucked up about it. Like I thought there might be some kind of like, Oh my God, you've got this like woman child killing somebody and she's going to fall apart. Why does Sylvester Stallone knock her the fuck out? Because like that seems incredibly sexist and offensive, even in the time that this movie was made. Like you Mm -hmm. just had this woman show that she's physically capable. She's trained to fight and she killed a guy and because you're afraid that she's going to get hurt, you're going to fucking bop her on the head and then, mm-hmm. and then she's That's exactly going Exactly why? Yeah. And at the end of it, she's going to thank him for doing it. I don't know. <laughs> I thought that was wild. That was yeah. wild. I'm with um, you. He probably could have used some backup. You can see a lot of like John Woo's influence in these gunfights, like uh, lots of uh, Sylvester with double guns, guns akimbo, jumping sideways through the air, go letting them bo- uh, off. Like you know, this was like at the height of Hollywood seeing some of these Hong Kong action films like hard boiled and face off uh, and, yeah. Y- yeah. And like that was like really like new and cool. Um mm-hmm. and it's kind of like the bullet time of the day. The two 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 fisted guns jumping sideways in slow motion. A lot of equilibrium. we gotta do equilibrium one of these years too. Oh, yeah. That'd be a fun one. It's it's not exactly in nineties bad and it might not even fit within the the badass old, but I it is it is another highly influential film
0: we'll be right back with more bald move after this brief pause and now back with more bald move
1: i like the claw the claw scene is a lot of fun but i'm like (laughs) could you be captured by essentially a claw machine claw it'd be real hard
0: i've tried to pick up like stuffed (laughs) animals and stuff and it's real hard
1: squishy squish are hard enough to pick up at these uh-huh. things
0: like a flesh and
1: blood person who but they do this thing where it's like they show it from the claws perspective and it's up on the ceiling and it gets closer and suddenly at the last minute sly looks up and like whoa and it just kind of <laughs> grabs him <laughs> Yeah, and and he can't he's like I kind of wiggle and, and Wesley's just like you know giving him a mechanical bull ride with it
0: I feel like we uh, could have more fun with this scene I, I think they do a pretty good job because you've got like hockey pucks full of naked bodies sliding around this room as fighting which is right. pretty hilarious but they could have right. used that to greater effect uh, and then him smashing the head him freezing the claw jumping down freezing the water in the callback you know to the to the gas that Sly was standing in in the first scene uh, he freezes mm. Wesley Snipes completely and then jumps down and squashes his head kicks it off and it explodes shatters which pays uh, off his amazing
1: door, snipes joke in the beginning of the movie where he's like oh uh, because he's lost the, uh, the bus passengers like I, I swear to God I'd lose my head if it wasn't attached to my body and by the end mm. of the movie of course he gets yep. his cryo head kicked
0: off and uh, then the facility blows up and honestly he survived bigger explosions in this movie so and, and this I'm last okay. fight, they
1: threw, they brought it all. Like they just throw the kitchen mm. sink. They, I think the editing is ext- is great in this last fight because they, um, you know, they're not doing full contact, so they do this clever editing where you know right before the punch will land on Sly, they get the reverse reaction of his head snapping back, and it feels very, you know, it's it's well shot, well edited. Uh, mm-hmm. He's bringing out like laser guns, mm, like yeah, like the, particle beaters. Mm-hmm. yeah, that stuff like there's like you know like this like truly futuristic weaponry being used for the first time um there's like all these like great head butts and Wesley's doing these straight leg kicks and it just it, it it's very exciting uh and then and then they they the, he cryos the whole lab, which was cool. They have, I guess they used up all their budget in the first building explosion because this cryo facility explosion is like mm-hmm. 1992 video game cutscene era.
0: Well, I mean, it's 1993, and they couldn't (laughs) actually blow this building up. Yeah, so so they just
1: hastily lay a couple of uh, the the stock library explosions, and there's clearly Uh explosions that are supposed to be exploding up, and they're just rotating at 90 degrees counterclockwise, so it's exploding sideways, and just, (laughs) it looks fake as
0: fuck, man. Yeah. I mean, they blew that first building up, right? The the, the one no, yeah they exploded the in a real, real life. Building it, it's that they a real up.
1: building that was in place. Set on fire so it looked cooler, yeah. and then they just exploded it. Uh, yeah, so you couldn't do that with the li- library in LA or whatever building this was. <laughs> and like I said, uh, Sandra Bullock stumbles up and she thanks him for you know taking her out of fight. Which like Jesus Christ, this mm-hmm. is the opposite of her whole arc in the movie. Mm-hmm. Is if she wants to be this kind of cop And I'm like I can't believe we were robbed Of Sandra Bullock kicking ass for the whole Climactic fight sequence There's a couple things we were robbed of. There is an elaborate fight sequence between Jesse the body And Sly that is mm. on the cutting room floor um, I got I, I, I walked away from reading about this Thinking I need to get the Blu-ray Because apparently there's just tons There's on a whole alternate plot line where Sylvester Stallone gets to meet his daughter she's one of the wasteland scavengers and they get a relationship and he has to save her in the in the uh, cryo prison set um, yeah mm-hmm. there's there's a lot more demolition man floating around uh, uh, little pieces here and there that they cut some of it was major and then the, the whole, uh, oh, how are we going to live now that we don't have uh, Daddy Octaco standing over us? <laughs> and the slides oh, you're just going to have to split the difference between uh, Bullet Care and Leary. And, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the try try that uh ch- Monka.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. ch- try the hunka chunka That's my advice. Just go out there and try it. Yeah. Um, you have anything else you want to talk about when it comes to demolition men snipes? No. no. Uh, Stallone. We are going to have our first badass debate this Wednesday. It's going to be a big one. Uh, I'm going to be the prosecution making the case that Sylvester Stallone not sure if he should be a full 3C badass and Jim's going to defend him in the court of public opinion. Uh, We'll be doing that for a little bit, and uh, if we get bored of that, there's always our long, long list of inductees into the Badass Hall of Fame we can go over. That's going to be happening on twitch.tv slash Move starting at noon this Wednesday. Uh, And every Wednesday, hints, we'll be doing new inductees to the Badass Hall of Fame and uh, revisiting the Hall of Fame and the Mount Rushmore uh but yeah lots of uh lots of badass left we'll be looking at armageddon next week it's going to be a lot of fun and we're closing things out with the 50th anniversary of enter the dragon bruce lee's magnum opus uh getting all four of the rushmore guys this might be the last year we can do it who knows mm-hmm. um if we change up the map if, if we if we demolition our own mount rushmore uh That's going to do it for this year's take at uh, uh, the Stallone flicks, Demolition Man. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll see you at the debates, and we'll see you next week for Armageddon. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.